Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Uh, Delighted to be here with you. We are Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And we had all kinds of crazy stories. The 20 stories of the Twitter takeover today, all (laughs) kinds of crazy stuff. Hey, do you love Super Mario? Well, apparently there's a hack for that. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe a TikTok ban. Could that possibly happen? How are you? What's going on? Oh, it's been a crazy week. I've been following the Elon story like nonstop because it affects all of us. And considering I write about social media and that has a lot to do with my work, um, we have to, I have to stay on top of it. Plus, you know, I found a lot of people all of a sudden coming out of the woodwork, uh, being big Twitter users who really didn't use Twitter, but all of a sudden they, They've become big Twitter users. My friend Jason Calacanis, a uh, brilliant investor and a smart person, he has uh, become Elon's right-hand man. So, yeah. But I will tell you that they are two brilliant financial people. I think Jason has a good financial head. Uh, he won't be doing as much shit talking as Elon is doing on Twitter right now, and it's th- that's kind of annoying me because I'd like to see him be a bit more serious. Right. But you know, uh, it, it, it's been quite a show. Grab your popcorn, just sit and watch it roll. And the thing is, if you go to Elon's page, don't just look at tweets. Click on tweets and replies. Right. Because that's where all the action is happening. I mean, there's so much going on. So my question to you is, because I'm not a big Twitter user, and I never tried to get verified, and you were verified, and now they want to charge 8 bucks or 20 or whatever the number is going to be to get verified, meaning that I guess anybody that wants to pay can now get verified. So what do you think about that? Well, first of all, I got verified years and years ago because I had impersonators. Right. I have a high-profile online and all my accounts have my name on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there were some really uh, creative and rude impersonators. But right. uh, Twitter just all of a sudden I got an email. You know, we want to verify you. We need this, this, and this. Right. Now, I really don't know if the new verification process is going to be as deep as the old one. Uh, I remember for something, it could have been when Google verified me or Twitter, but I had to sit in front of my camera holding my driver's license next to my face. Oh, God. Well, uh, how else can you, you know, I don't... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, P.S., my driver's license just renewed. Same picture for 30 years. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. But anyway, um, so Twitter Blue has... is been around for quite a while. I was one of the first people to adapt it because I figured, again, I write about social media. I need to know about these things. But more importantly, uh, some of the features that come along with it. Um, You do get early access to Mm -hmm. new features. So I can edit a tweet. And that's a benefit of Twitter Blue. And nobody's mentioning this online, which is just upsetting me. Mm-hmm. Because I can edit a tweet up to five times within 30 minutes of tweeting. 
I'm still not used to it, and I threw out a couple of tweets with really bad grammar that I wanted <laughs> to clean up. I think we've all done that. But I realized it after the 30-minute limit. So right. interesting. That's a real benefit. Um, you're Which, allowed by the way, should be a, a, a tip to everybody who texts, who tweets, who does anything. Re- immediately read what you sent. Before you click send. Or click send, yeah. Yeah. I do that all the time, and I go, oh, God, now I sound like an idiot for you know saying that and that. Right. So go ahead. And you get you can share 1080p video. Mm-hmm. Hey, frankly, at my age, I'd rather it be a little fuzzier, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could. Yep. I can upload longer videos up mm-hmm. to 10 minutes long. I mean, do you I, do that a lot? Do you share long uh, videos? Uh, no. I may in the future. It's mm-hmm. a nice feature to have right. because I really haven't kept up my videos. I used to be very strong on video and mm-hmm. just the pandemic and everything just threw me off. Sure. Um, I have the power to undo a tweet. That's important. Where, yeah. There's a timer set to undo tweets and choose which kinds of tweets you want to undo, which is kind of interesting. And I look at, I can do 5, 10, 20, 30, 60 seconds. And I can undo original tweets, replies, polls, quotes, and threads. By the way, I do 20 seconds as my number. Okay. This is another thing that I really like, and that's bookmark folders. When when one is on Twitter, and let's not say me because I'm a writer, but let's just say anybody. Uh, you can book, anyone can bookmark tweets. Mm-hmm. But when you have Twitter Blue, you have folders, okay, which will avoid endless scrolling. So let's say somebody posts a recipe. You make a folder for recipes. You bookmark it and move it to that folder. Um, News stories or stories about something in specific that you want to keep track of, you can make a folder for it. I think that is an excellent benefit. Yeah, there's some good benefits if you're a heavy-duty Twitter user, which I am not. And nobody is talking about that. Well, because everybody's fascinated with the verification. You know, it's funny. I remember, I think early on, I went in for the verification process. And despite my 30 years as a journalist and interviewing presidents and kings and, and, you know, and being 10 years on ABC, they didn't consider me a a journalist. Well, you see, the thing is, that is one of the things Elon wanted to change. Right. Um. We won't get into politics because we don't on this show, but a lot of friends of friends got verified. Right. Uh, by the way, also with Twitter Blue, I get to see top articles, the most shared articles from people I follow, mm-hmm. which is is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can select the text size I prefer for th- reading threads. Okay, so there's stuff. Yeah. How much so are you willing to pay for that? Because you're paying, uh, what, three bucks now? I'd pay the eight bucks. Okay. What about twenty? Because that was his original. Yeah. Well, I would be forced to pay it, but I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he. I think that he got. Uh, and we were just talking a few minutes ago about uh, Stephen King. I think King tweeted yes. something about it. You know, and and then all of a sudden it went from twenty to eight. So hopefully that because eight bucks is not that much, but. You know, it's it's what you pay for a streaming well, service. Well, what's really funny is uh, Stephen King was up on his throne and uh, $20, let's just don't read yourself. And Elon said, okay, how about eight bucks? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I think, he, I think uh, 
King said, you should pay me to be on here. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. fine, okay, you're that important. If you, you know, I, I personally don't read Stephen King's tweets, and I'm sure his readers read it. No, and I'm sure. that's the thing. We each have our communities here on Twitter. And that is, we're not going to a tutorial on Twitter, but that happens to be one of the things that they have started, where right. you can have several communities on Twitter. But... Uh, so the eight dollar benefit, I think, is well, well. Yeah, for eight bucks, well, it's not that terrible. No, it's not. But does it diminish the value of being verified, or do you not care? Um, I want to be verified because I have imp- I have had in the past and on other sites impersonators, right? And because right. I write books and I sell them, I don't want someone out there doing political statements or under your name, sure, right. So, fingers crossed. I, prefer, yeah. I I feel that it's some sort of protection for me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, now, also, they're laying off about half their staff. Looks like they're laying off about 3,500 people. Yeah, an interesting website that I found called layoffs.fyi. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who's put together a thing based on news sources, and he gives his sources on the site he lists all the layoffs, I guess it's per week or as of a certain date. Right. For every company like Lyft uh, laid off 700, Stripe laid off 1000. Mm-hmm. Um Planity, I guess went out of business because Yeah, they were acquired they... it looks like by somebody. Yeah. So it's an excellent uh, page. It's called l a y o f f s .fyi. And uh, you can look up and find the information. I, I think it's kind of cool. But Twitter, according to that, has laid off, what, how many? 3,700, 3, which is yeah. 50% of their users. Yeah, it's very interesting. Which either means that Elon knows what he's doing or he doesn't because laying half half of your staff off tells you either they were incredibly bloated or he thinks he can get away with doing it with a lot less people. Well, you know, a lot of people were bemoaning um, the hundreds of people they got rid of in the comment moderation department. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know that they needed that many. Um, they also got rid of, let me see, the entire human rights team has been cut from the company. Hmm. Yeah, that I'm, doesn't sound good. Well, I don't know what the human rights team did nor do i but i don't think they needed a team um someone tweeted who was on the committee said i'm enormously proud of the work we did to implement the u.n guiding principles on business and human rights to protect those at risk in global conflicts and crises including ethiopia blah 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 yeah um nice but necessary when you're talking the type of salaries that they were being paid at twitter yeah, it was a lot. Was it? Was a, look, it was like an average was, of about one hundred eighty thousand a person yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of money. And then we have everybody going, "Oh, you know, he just poor people. They're going to be out in the street with tin cups collecting money." And well, first of all, I'm kind of hoping that they save money <laughs> right. if they were making that kind of money, right? Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of. Oh, this is illegal. You can't do this. It's against the law. 
Well, don't you think Elon's got some big-time lawyers checking you would this think. stuff? You'd think. Uh, that the Twitter lawyers, <laughs> not real lawyers, um, you know, are making their comments and everything. But the deal was that on Friday at, not, what, I think it was 9 a.m. Pacific, Letters went out, you were either fired or you're safe. Mm -hmm. And that was in a memo to all employees, I think, the previous day. From what I read, and these are supposed to be confidential, so... Which from nothing what ever I, is, but okay. Right, from what, exactly, because from what I read, quote, the email that said you're fired. I'm not going through the whole email here, right. but it says... Today is your last working day at the company. However, you will remain unemployed. You will remain employed by Twitter and will receive compensation and benefits through your separation date of February 2nd, 2023. Yeah, now, that covers months. the 60 day that many states have. Mm -hmm. During this time, you will be on a non working notice period and your access to Twitter systems will be deactivated. That's fair. Okay. While you are not expected to work during the non-working period, you are s still required to comply with all company policies, including the employee playbook and code of conduct, which makes sense because they're being paid as if they're still employed. Within Absolutely. a week, you'll receive details of your severance offer. So he is giving severance on top of the 60 days. Mm -hmm. Financial resources existing between beyond your non-working notice period. So what can I say? Yeah, I think that's fair. Certainly fair. And it's his company. He can do what he wants to do with the company. Right, and the people who were safe were safe. So, yeah. you know. Uh, and I'll tell but, you the truth. I'm glad this is almost done because I'm frankly tired of talking about it. You know, Well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, real, I'm really tired of talking about it. But the thing is, Twitter is going to go through so many changes now. It's right. going to be, we're going to have to be able to tell people who are listening to our show, Computer and Technology Radio, what the changes are and how it's going to affect them. Right, exactly. I think that's really right, important. Let's move on from Twitter. Enough about them. Uh, <laughs> what, would, what is Gmail now doing something different with package and delivery tracking? Yeah, I think this was super cool when I uh, found out. And because it's the holidays, right? You're getting packages. I'm getting little pieces of this in my Gmail now. Do you use the Gmail app or Gmail in a browser, or do you take it all through Apple Mail? Uh, I use. I actually use both. I have the Gmail app, so I have that separately, but it also comes through my regular email. Okay. What you're going to start noticing, and this is very cool. You know companies send you an email when they ship your package and they give you a tracking number, right? Right. Well, just like Google Calendar picks up events and sometimes it'll ask you, do you want to put this in your calendar mm -hmm. or it'll just put it in your calendar or whatever, yep. it will pick up the tracking number. So they will have glanceable information like, you know, when you look at the title of an email, you see a sentence or so. And the there will be an icon that appears in green. And will include estimated arrival date, as well as statuses during the tracking period, you know, like label created, um, arrived at such and such station. You know, you've seen a tracking information form. Sure, of course. 
and it will show that in your email, and you will be notified yeah, when your package. Cool. I think this is excellent, especially with all the theft theft of packages mm-hmm. and all that. I don't know. Some, by the way, P.S. I still haven't gotten November sixth when I called Walmart. They said they were going to s- send my uh, Lego the office set in October. I oh, I Is ordered it, November? it. No, it'll be here in November sixth. Right, right, right. You ordered in October. No, I ordered in July. Oh gosh! An, oh. With an email that said that they would not charge my credit card until they shipped it. Okay, got it. They charged my credit card on July twenty second, right? And it was supposed to be here October eleventh. And I tweeted to them and heard nothing. And finally, I called them, which to me is always a last ditch attempt. Mm-hmm. And after about twenty five minutes, he came back and said, "Well, we're getting another shipment. You will have it November sixth. So if I don't oh, yeah. have it November sixth, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go nuclear. But at least I'll be able to see in my Gmail when it's going to arrive. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's a nice feature. I think it's a good idea. I'm, you know, I always track my packages, whether it's through Amazon or through FedEx or whatever, and I'm always scrambling for the 27-character you know, tracking number and then pasting it and then trying to put it in, and sometimes it pastes, sometimes it doesn't. So that's a nice feature. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. you found something interesting um, about Wi-Fi passwords. All I yeah, know is whenever searching. whenever I travel, I see the Wi. All of a sudden, I walk into a place that I've been before, and Bing. Yeah, find. I sign on to the network, right? But I don't know where the passwords live. So I hope you're going to tell me. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because you know I have a. Um, a password program that I use. So I try to put everything I can into that. And the problem is sometimes I forget. So I'll create a new password, forget to put it in, and then, you know, it picks up in Apple, picks up on the iCloud keychain so it knows your stuff. But if you don't know to how to find things, here's what you do. Uh, first, when if you have a Mac, an OS system, click on Systems under System Keychains in the sidebar. Then after that, you click on passwords. Now, is at the this top. on a mobile device or on desktop? This is on a desktop. Well, this is okay. on Mac OS. So uh, I haven't attempted it on my phone, so okay. I don't know the answer to that. I'm assuming they're referring to. So it's here on to, desktop. Okay. It's on desktop, yeah. So then you click on passwords at the top of the window. Uh, you find the Wi Fi network you want the password for and double click on it. And after you've double clicked, finally you check the box next to show password and enter your password when prompted. So that's OS. Uh, The password field will show you the password you use to log into that Wi-Fi network. If you double-click on the password field to select the password and copy and paste it, you can do that as well if you want to do that. If you are on Windows, um, Yeah, but wait, time out, time out. Uh, There's a similar thing on Android where I can look up all my passwords, but I've never seen Wi-Fi passwords in there. So Interesting. Yeah, I've never noticed. So you you go ahead and tell me because as long as we're doing this, I'm going to see if I can do it. All right. Well, if you have uh, Windows, as many of us do, uh, finding the uh, Windows uh, Wi-Fi passwords is fairly easy. You click the Start button. From there, you go to Control Panel, Network, and Internet. Hold on. I am doing and- this as you're telling. So, okay, so I'm going to be right. sure that this is All right. Like so you're really going to – okay. So, uh, sir, we'll do it again. Start button. I'm there. I'm at okay. uh, control, control panel. panel. 
Yep. Network and internet. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, if you're in Windows 11, network and internet sharing. Um, then you go into... I think again. I'm still on 10. Does it have Okay, well, let's see. So settings, network and internet, status. Do you see that? Yep, 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 okay. yep. And then from status, go to network and sharing center. You keep talking. I'll I'll keep looking. All right. And then next to connections, well, everybody's probably doing this while we're on the air. So next to connections, check your Wi-Fi network name, which should be highlighted in blue. From there, in the Wi-Fi status page that opens, you click wireless properties. Once you are in wireless properties, click on the securities tab. And then finally, next to that, check the box to show characters to display your Wi-Fi network password. Okay, you totally lost me, and we won't do it on the air. Okay. But <laughs> view your basic inform- network and set up information. And yeah, and just rewind when you're listening to the show. The, the joy of having, uh, not live, but uh, downloaded. Being on a podcast, yeah, you Yeah, can you can just again. rewind and, and do that. Because um, this computer is still on Windows 10. It has okay. the wrong chip. <laughs> yeah, actually, the computer I use for the show is on Windows 10 because I haven't wanted to upgrade because my Windows 11 computer was giving me issues when we were trying to do the show. So I'm on a Windows 10 computer as, as we are, and I, my main computer is Windows 11. Uh, so that'll give you the, uh, the way to find your Is there a big password. difference? Is there a big difference between 10 and 11 for you? Uh, I don't think so. Things are look a little bit different. Um, the search bar is a little bit different, but I don't have any difficulty going between one or the other. So now I wouldn't say enough to go, Oh, which one am I on now? So I think that, I I think that's perfectly fine. I don't, I don't have any issues with doing that. Um, so that's how you find your Wi-Fi password. Um, the next story is kind of interesting. Uh, Etsy, which many people use for multitude of, you know, for pictures, for food, for, you know, whatever you post on Etsy for arts and crafts and whatever, They're experimenting with a feature that will allow, now this is for iOS users, to tap the new camera icon in the search bar, upload or take a snapshot. Etsy will then surface items visually to the one that you have. So they will look on the internet and try to find the equivalent of what you're looking for. Because sometimes you can't find what you're, you see a picture on Etsy and you just don't know how to describe it to get to exactly that item. So they're experimenting with a way of actually uploading the picture into their Etsy account, and then they will search the web for you and try to find it. Uh, Apparently, they've had pretty encouraging results in the early testing, um, and it is now rolling out in beta uh, for all iOS app users. So I think that's kind of an interesting idea. I've always wanted to say, you know, you see, for example, last I we live up in the you know, like a high area where we get a lot of wildlife, let's say. And about a month ago, there's a snake in my backyard. And after living (laughs) here for a long time, it's maybe the second time in 30 years that I've seen a snake. So I took a picture of it because I didn't know what kind of snake it was. I didn't, not that I'm any snake expert, but I didn't know what kind of snake it was. And I'm trying to figure out how do I, you know, and I'm going through snake pictures. It's brown. It's got stripes. It's got this. And uh, I thought, geez, if there's a way of putting a picture of the snake 
into the internet, maybe it'll come up and tell me what it was. So uh, this is kind of an interesting idea by Etsy, and, and hopefully it, it you know translates into other programs as well. So I think that's pretty well, cool. Well, just so you know, Android, uh, Android phones, mobile devices have something called Google Lens. Okay. And it does the same thing. And it's been going for over a year. And let me tell you some other uses that I've used it for. Like Please. when the weather lady on TV is wearing a great dress, and I want that dress. That's a great dress. I will hold up my phone, tap on Google Lens. It gets the picture of her. It searches the internet for the dress, and I found the dress. Okay. Um, I found a piece of artwork. I wanted to know who the artist was. I did the same thing. Um, I've done it with plants. We've done it with insects. It's called Google Lens. It is on every Andro- up-to-date Android phone. Um, when you're on your home screen, it is in your search box right next to the microphone, and it kind of looks like a somewhat camera kind of thingy. <laughs> nice. And if you take a regular picture, you can then uh, tap Google Lens and search. And what's interesting is that Etsy items show up in the search, which is what I, you know, what I, uh, you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And I've found a lot of Etsy items that I want to uh, buy by using Google Lens. So I think it's great. And I, you know, I just discovered that you can use that on an iOS as well. So Go- if you have Google, Google Photos, it allows you, you to do the same thing, which is interesting because I didn't know you could do that. So that's, uh, there's a, you know, it's you never know on, what you're yeah, going to learn on this show. It's been on your phone for a year. <laughs> yeah, I never tried to do it before, but that's interesting. I'll have to experiment with that after uh, the show. So that, that's really? kind of an interesting feature. Yeah, do yeah, well, take like a it. picture of your dog for the breed. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's a lot um, of fun to use. Yeah. All right, so another perk to Amazon Prime. What is it? I don't know if it's a perk. I oh. don't know. Um, well, Amazon's music is... The entire library is now free for Prime subscribers, which ordinarily you'd read that headline. A hundred million songs included with your Prime subscription. Happy day, happy, happy, joy, joy, except you're in shuffle mode. Um, The difference in the tiers is all about access because there's a separate subscription if you want Apple Music to be like Spotify and Apple. Uh, you'll wait. You'll subscribe to Amazon Music to really rival Spotify and Apple. Okay. So in other words, you can't pick your song. You just have to listen to whatever plays. It will pick the album. Okay, mm-hmm. and then it'll shuffle the music on the album. So I can pick the album, or Amazon picks the album. Well, Amazon says you can't just select a song and hit play. Okay. Okay, you'd have to pay for that. Right. Um, what you can do, I'm, I haven't played with it much, um, but you've got ads and you search a song. Well, I can look for an app. I can look for a song right now. Amazon Music. Okay, here I am on my Amazon Music. Okay. Maybe later. Not now. <laughs> my soundtrack. Okay, no. I can still, though, go to my library. 
Your offline music access has changed. Previously downloaded music is no longer available. What? Uh-oh. But you but you can download all access playlists to listen offline. Okay. Learn more here. But the thing is I bought that stuff on Amazon. Right. Just for this reason. So, okay, in other words, it says you have to have it in a playlist, the music that you bought, I guess. And you have to tap more options menu and tap download. Oh yeah, bruh, this is just like oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's a pain. It's a pain in okay. the ass if you want to use it. Like it. If you want to use it, pay the nine dollars, all I can say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because and they shuffle the album once you uh, and podcasts, maybe. But who knows? They're talking about doing podcast previews. So, which is why we have to ramp up the beginning of our show, like <laughs> stat, because people may be able to listen to the first uh, 20 seconds or 30 seconds of the show or a minute or whatever, right. and then decide if they want to listen to our wonderful podcast. So, Amazon is the third largest player in the music streaming market uh, behind Spotify and Apple Music. So, they say. Here's one thing which I thought was pretty cool. You and I are both animal people. You more cats, me more dogs. But uh, apparently Amazon Echo, or that other word I can't say because she'll start talking, uh, can actually play music to calm your pets when, you know, a lot of animals are afraid during Fourth of July or other things. uh, The fireworks scare the hell out of a lot of dogs. And it really is disconcerting. Fortunately, my dogs are not at all disrupted by it but a lot of dogs are and uh that my noise... cat my cat was so freaked out on fourth of july it was okay so there you go yeah. well apparently it will play tracks to help to put them at ease uh they can give you uh, they it's a uh, an alexa routine you press pause which will allow your dog to calm themselves by triggering a routine using sound detection such as a bark so your pooch can actually help to calm itself by simply barking to enable the routine to play the <laughs> classics for dogs. Uh, so all you have to do is enable this in Amazon. And if you if your dog barks, which a lot of dogs do, especially when they when they get afraid of things, uh, so you can get that for your dog now. Now the only thing I hopefully I hope this works because there is a. Do you know about the dog TV channel? Have you seen uh, that? Well, I've seen the cat. Uh, cat youtube okay. channel well this so, is yeah. this is a channel that's offered on dish network probably on direct tv it's a channel for your dogs um my last dog um wonderful dog loved tv absolutely loved tv <laughs> watched it when a dog came on screen he would rush to the screen the first day i got him he saw a dog on the tv and he literally went behind the tv to see where the dog was coming from and just this wonderful creature and um, they have this dog channel. So I turned it on for the, the dogs we have now. No interest whatsoever. They look at the TV screen. They go, yeah, okay, no, don't care. So I'm hoping that this works better, that the music end of it will work better than the TV thing because the TV channel was a complete waste of, uh, of time and money. And you had to subscribe, of course. It wasn't free. So um, I'm going to hope that you could do this on the uh, the. Alexa app, yeah. Because uh, I unplugged my Alexa because I just don't use it anymore. We're using. Yeah, you can. You can use it on the app. That's the whole point. Okay. Enable bark 
And so when your dog barks, it will trigger this music coming out of the uh, uh, coming out of Alexa. So what does your cat have to do? Fart? What I mean? I can't, that's, a good <laughs> that's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that. What's the trigger for the cat? Huh? I don't know. Eh, meow. I, I don't know. Do cats actually meow? I don't know. And I'm looking at the art. I see nothing. So. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because they they trigger this for uh, for the the whole article is about cats and they don't actually tell you that. And then they refer to the dog, which tells you more. Oh, that you can you, need- you can ask. Uh, the device to help my cat relax, okay. or de- device help my dog relax. But your cat, of- your your cat can't trigger it as a dog can with barking. No. Apparently, I, I was kind of liking the farting trigger. Uh, I think this. Yeah, is that's a good I'm idea. I think, yeah. I think that would work well. So, well, you know, we'll we'll have to test this out, see how it works. Um, <laughs> all right. So it is now the time of the show where we search the planet, the universe, and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Marcia. Uh, I have, interestingly enough, an Insignia TV in my house. Insignia is the uh, Best Buy in-house brand. Small TV. It's in my bathroom. I get dressed in the morning and I watch, I don't know, maybe it's a 12-inch or 13, 14-inch. But I've had this for probably seven, eight years. It works flawlessly. I know. I have a little teeny TV in my kitchen, too, on my kitchen counter. Yeah, it's just nice to have these little TVs when you want to watch And I have the fire stick plugged into it. Oh, okay. I don't think I think mine's too old to actually be able to plug a fire stick and I don't think there's a USB port on this. You need but, an HDMI um, connection. Or, or an HDMI, right. Uh but Insignia has and this is really an incredible price, a seventy inch, that's a big honkin' TV. It's their class F thirty series. It's an LED four K UHD smart fire TV. So basically it comes with, you know, pretty much everything you want in a TV. Uh, it is a, uh, again, 70. I mean, that's a, that's a huge TV. So what you get with that, as I said, it's a 2160p 4K resolution, uh, LED, which is what you want because it's got brightness on the screen. It gives you a lot of that. Um, it's got the HDR10 standard LED backlight, which is direct lit. Uh, it works with uh, Amazon, of course. It's uh, voices built in, all the streaming servers. So everything you want for this thing. Normal price on this TV is TV is six hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Which it's is on cheap sale right for now a seventy inch, price. right? Right. That's it, already cheap. That's reasonable. Yeah, it's for already a cheap. Inch. Yeah, six forty nine yeah. would be a remarkable price. Well, now it's four twenty two ninety nine. Wow. So for four hundred and twenty three bucks. And by the way, the reviews, there's 812 reviews on the Best Buy website. It got almost five, 4.6 stars for picture, sound, quality, price, and such. So, again, it's the Insignia 7-inch uh, F30 series on sale marked down from $649.99 to $422.99. And that is our buy of the week. Well, I'm kind of bummed. I was hoping that you were going to tell us about another small TV so we could both find a small TV that we could put in our kitchen and in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, I, you know I'm still searching. We need to I be have, on the lookout for that. And maybe I have been we'll looking for a 32-inch, which is bigger than what you're talking about. No, but I only, only want a 13-inch for the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, 32 is one that I want. I have a cabinet in my bedroom that the TV sits in, and it can't be any bigger than that. And they make one 4K TV for 32 inches that I can find. It's like 600 bucks, which is a lot of money when you consider this TV is 70 inch for 400. So, uh, yeah, so I'm still on the search for that, but uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, okay, so Super Mario, 
has been around since the beginning of time. It's one of the first video games to ever come out on any system, and this one was Nintendo. What did you find out about it? First of all, who didn't love playing Super Mario? Oh, everybody loved it. I mean, the music, the whole thing, it was joyous. It was hopping up and down on little mushroom heads or whatever. Yep. I don't know. Great game. It was great. And for those who don't remember, uh, it was tough when you got defeated. You had to go. Believe it or not, there were 32 levels of Bowser-infested Mushroom Kingdom. Cool. And if you lost, right, you were bounced back to World 1. Right. Right? Well, guess what? It seems that uh, we were playing it wrong all along. All along. There was a way to get to where we wanted to go. Oh, 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 oh. Oh? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? You didn't hear the music. I did oh, not. Thank goodness. I was playing the Super Mario theme and a commercial came up and that was Graham. Oh, no. Uh, okay. So it seems Best Gaming Online did a video on, on TikTok. 2.1 million views and even more. It's a buried secret from the NES era. Now, this hack works with any vi- version of the original Super Mario Brothers, whether on OG NES, Virtual Console on the Wii U, or Nintendo Switch Online. So you can definitely try it out yourself. The next time you lose all your lives, allow the game to return to the title screen, hold down the A button, then press Start, The game will then restart at the first level of the last world you died on rather than taking you rather than taking you all the way back to one one. That means so if you died in world four one, Mm -hmm. you'll see four one. If you lost in a world seven three, you start at seven one. Nice. How did we not know this all these years playing this game? I mean, I think this is really important. This should be like Front page New York Times. I mean, this is, to me, it's very serious. <laughs> Makes me want to play again. I'm going to go have to find out I have mm-hmm. a Nintendo floating around here somewhere. I'm going to have to go back in and play Nintendo because Mario, Super Mario is, is really, has always been a really fun game to play. By the way, if you pull out your old Nintendo, mm-hmm. you're going to be blown away at how much fun it is. Because oh, they're, they're so, the games are so simple. Yeah, uh, they were. They're just fun to play. I don't even know if they still, they still make Wii or I think they stopped manufacturing the Wii. I don't um, know, but you can still play it, and they still, you know, they'll have TV shows where the people are still playing it, so it's just cool. Oh, yeah, you see that it's a just, lot, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just cool. Looking, it says there are Wii consoles at Walmart, so I guess brand new Wii consoles. There okay, you go. So I guess they are still making the Wii, um, yeah, which, so was a, Google, which was a very fun game. Google Play Android games mm-hmm. are now available to run on a PC. Oh, it's that's It's a fine. beta. Uh, it lets you run up to 85 Android games on your PC, which is awesome to yeah. have a big screen. Um, it's games like 1945 Air Force, Blade Idol, Cookie Run, Kingdom, and Ebony, The King's Return. Lots of great hits. Right now, there are only 85 games available worldwide. Supposedly, they're going to be exp- uh, expanding that. But, again, the secret behind this... And I don't know if we mentioned it before, 
Google is making deals with Microsoft, which is why you can use Android apps on a Microsoft-based PC. There are a lot of different things that will be coming out soon. Could know you could share your phone messages on your screen from your phone. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a huge integration, uh, wind underlying Windows subsystem for Android into Windows 11, which cool. is interesting. That's, that's fun. Um, all right. So what is it? Oh, T-Mobile's making luggage. Well, did you see the picture? Oh my god! Yeah. First of all, it's like shocking pink. It's Barbie pink. It is. Yeah, it is. It's T-Mobile magenta, and that in itself, pluses and minuses, is you're definitely going to see it on the luggage carousel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's a, that is a plus. The, the logos are not smacked all over it. Uh, they're on the handles and a little button in the front. It's called the Uncarrier on suitcase, and it's a promotion. Mm-hmm. They didn't send me one. But it's made by Samsara Luggage, which is a known mm-hmm. brand. The wheels have a little tiny T-Mobile logo, which is cute. Uh, so why are they selling a suitcase? They're calling attention to travel-specific perks and benefits that its subscribers have access to as part of the Coverage Beyond initiative. And this is why I love T-Mobile. The perks include free in-flight Wi-Fi, international roaming, and AAA coverage for road trips. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, the fact I'll, I'm going to be in Europe, going to be in England soon, I don't have to worry about paying for extra connections. T-Mobile has me covered. That's very yeah, cool. Yeah, that's nice. So the suitcase has tech built into it. There is a spot for an Apple AirTag. So you have to buy your own. <laughs> of course. Wait a minute. No, an Apple AirTag is included in the oh, box. Oh, it's included with it? Okay. Yeah, look at that. There you uh, go. There's a spot for a portable ba- battery pack, not mm-hmm. included, <laughs> that will wirelessly charge your phone. So that's that's very cool. I can't imagine them selling many of these because they're charging. It's a rollerboard. It looks to me like a rollerboard size, and it's 325 But, you know, if you buy good luggage, I don't know how good it is. Maybe you can go kick some tires over at your T-Mobile store and see I mean, it. luggage is expensive, so... Yes. Um, you can find it on samsaraluggage.com slash products slash travel magenta. So the, there, there you go. It's uh, very cool. And yeah, I ain't getting it. <laughs> but, but it's good. Mark, your microphone. Mike, Mark, your microphone's gone mute. You know what? I had some noise in the background, so I accidentally hit mute, and then I didn't put it back on. So, uh, sorry, we were talking about um, the FCC commissioner is calling for a ban on TikTok, and he has no authority to do that, by the way. So the FCC (laughs) doesn't govern TikTok, so good luck with that. But they're saying, along with Great Britain, has also the UK has also joined in this, saying that TikTok is a high-level security risk because China is having gets access to our information. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if it's true. There's a whole lot of TikTok users that would be very unhappy. But well, that's but what the point is, I you know, I think of all this. What is China going to do 
with my information. I just use your imagination. Right. What are they going to do? Well, I think that the the theory was that they could hack into, and I don't, you know, I'm not saying I know anything about this. Hack into security systems. So if you're a TikTok, you, you know, a lot of people use TikTok. So I don't know if someone that's in, and I'm going to make up this entirely. If if you're an air traffic controller and you're on your air traffic controlling device and you're playing with your TikTok while you're doing that, they can hack into the airplanes. I, you know, who knows? That right. that's kind of the the right. general. You know, whether or not that's true or not, who knows? So we'll see where that goes, if anywhere, because that's going to be awfully touched. I think Trump actually tried to get them banned as well when he was president. Yeah, he did. He did. And they have a group called the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, which is the one that was founded by Gerald Ford in 1975. That's the one they're going to hope will trigger the this I don't know, but you see the thing is our country has banned so much stuff that we really don't have proof for, right? That it, I I don't understand it. Yes, security. We want to be all secure, but the point is TikTok's kind of cool. I do not use it because Nor I do, do I. not want to spend hours and hours being lost in videos. It's just not what I want to do with time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Well, is that a, that's about it for us, is it not? That's I guess about we're not it. Have... You, you, watching anything cool? Uh, no, not really. Just mostly regular television. Haven't seen uh, much of anything else on streaming. I do want to watch Halloween only because I've seen all the other movies. But uh, well, a... two two things. Did you know there's going to be um, an up uh, version two of the Christmas story? Yeah, I saw that with the same star with the kid as yeah, an adult. Yeah, he's which I the think dad kind of now. So I'm hoping it's going to be good because I was friends with Gene Shepard, who wrote it and did the voiceover for the original. He was Ralphie, technically. It was his story. So I hope it's going to be good. And I wanted to let you know that uh, Extraordinary Attorney Wu is getting better and better. I'm totally – it's going to break my heart when I have two episodes left. So, you know, it's going to be tough. That's it for us, everybody. Uh, have a great week. Have a, uh, a wonderful, uh, safe uh, five days till we see you next weekend. And have a good one. Okay, have a really great week. This is Marsha Collier, Mark Cohen. Please like. We're, sometimes we're better than other times, but, you know, stick <laughs> with us. They always like us. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.